Bangladesh War Report from Ground Zero. You know, Manish Ghosh was the first um, uh, reporter to go into uh, Bangladesh before it was uh, liberated during the height of the liberation war. So, sir, please tell us how you came to write this book. You know, I've been planning to write this book for a long time and I wanted to coincide its publication along with the Golden Jubilee celebration of Bangladesh. Yes. Because I had... I had seen the nation being born, you know, I had seen its birth banks and uh, I wanted to write it in detail, uh, you know, I wanted to make it a very comprehensive kind of uh, a book, which which uh, took care of all the aspects of the liberation war, including the Bang- Bangladesh, East Pakistan politics, Pakistan politics, how the, the Indian leadership right from the days of Jawaharlal Nehru, you know, had responded. Mujib had made many uh, sent letters uh, to Jawaharlal Nehru in, in 1962 and uh, uh, seeking Indian help. And uh, Jawaharlal Nehru was then very busy with uh, the Sino-Indian border dispute. So he put it in the back burner. Okay. Um, then after his death, um, Lal Bahadur Shastri also took it up. But then the 65 war came in and, uh, um, you know, stalled his uh, whatever initiative he wanted to take. And after that, Mrs. Gandhi took out the file and started proceeding. Uh, you know, uh, in the meantime, uh, Sheikh Mujib had made uh, lots of contacts with, um, uh, with, with, with Mrs. Gandhi. Uh, through Mrs. Gandhi's emissaries, he had, in 1969, he had gone for an appendicitis operation in London, uh, where Mrs. Gandhi had sent her emissary. Uh, and uh, he spoke to, uh, Mujib spoke to that emissary, saying that if need be, if we fight our liberation war, uh, should would India help us? So that message was also conveyed to uh, Mrs. Gandhi. So, you know, this uh, Indian help was, uh, it forms part of uh, the Indo-Bangladesh uh, kind of, um, uh, this background is needed to appreciate, you know, it's, it's not a, suddenly Mujib decided to uh, declare independence. It, it was a long-standing affair. With okay. India, so okay. uh, my my coverage started, uh, uh, you know, uh, after Operation Searchlight, the Pakistani military carried out genocide. Yes. Started hmm. with the genocide on 25th March. Nothing was appearing in the papers, newspapers. So and there was uh, hunger for news as to what was happening across the border, especially in Dhaka. So. Hmm. Uh, uh, the, the whatever was appearing in the paper was bare bones. I mean, nothing much, nothing much, uh, you know, by, by way of detail. So uh, I approached my chief reporter. I said that uh, I wanted to go to the border. Uh, if I find people coming from across, I'll interview them and uh, I will report on what the situation was like across the border. But uh, I was... Uh, told a resounding no by the chief reporter saying that you are far too junior, you are just a mere cub reporter, you are not qualified enough to uh, do coverage of this kind. So, um, you know, the, that was 
and uh, what changed what got me involved in the whole thing more was on 27th i happened to meet bhupesh gupta and professor sukumar chakravarti the first one was cpi mp in rajya sabha at a lunch and they asked me first bhupesh prabhu asked me what was the news of uh, mujib because till then no news was there available about mujib's whereabouts no one knew where he was so hmm. there was a lot of anxiety and bhupesh babu was the eyes and ears of mrs gandhi he was hmm. keeping a close tab on what was happening across uh, pakistan east pakistan so i i pleaded my ignorance i said that i don't know i am just a cub reporter i only cover police and corporation i am not in the know of things he gave me such a uh, tongue lashing he said no, <laughs> what kind of, what kind of a reporter are you that you don't know you work for a paper like statesman and you don't know where sheikh mujib is and i'm sir i am a junior most reporter I, we don't get to cover such uh, big events so that you know uh, through a challenge to me i said that i must uh, i must prove my worth as a journalist and uh, start uh, covering and uh, next day a small report appeared in the paper saying that um, uh, visitors who had gone back from dhaka to uh, bangkok had seen loads of uh, lorries carrying dead bodies outside dhaka and uh, seeing that report i said that uh, i uh, telephone my chief reporter saying that i want to go to the border he said nothing doing i have, you have already been told not to uh, go anywhere near the border uh, and if you do it won't be published but uh, i was absolutely unrelenting next day i went to the border uh, with a colleague of mine and spent the whole day right in the evening there was an italian um, uh, he was kind of a straggler a, a company executive who had gone who was coming from dhaka This is Falsetti. This is Mr. Falsetti. Falsetti, yes. Okay. Uh, he has seen. He was staying in that Intercon Hotel and had seen, you know, the carnage that the um, uh, and the destruction that the um, Park military had uh, indulged in uh, in the neighborhood of Intercon Hotel and gave me some eyewitness account. I armed with that, I came back to office at around ten. and uh, wrote down since i was not sure whether it will get published i just reported the bare bones and uh, it was a just a two page report uh, that night the uh, the chief sahabir sahabir happened to be a an anglo indian called bill loni who was posted in dhaka uh, till 1965 war as the statesman correspondent so he understood the import of my report and he came rushing to the reporters room saying that who is this manush gush i've never heard of him Uh, i said i got, i got up and said sir it's me uh, who sent you uh, to the border i said none sir and uh, he, he just kissed both my cheeks and said son you have done a good job where are your notes i showed him he sat down with the typewriter and um, typed out another two copies extra two copies and uh, next day it uh, appeared uh, as uh, as a front page story Uh, mm-hmm. Next morning at six in the morning, the chief reporter starts banging my door of my flat in South Calcutta, saying, "And I, as I open the door, he says, 'You have landed me in serious trouble. The editor wants to meet you. I don't know. <laughs> you, uh, you, I think you are you are getting a sack, and with you also, I will also get a sack. Uh, that is the problem. You younger generation, young generation people are too clever by half. Uh, I said <laughs> I went to the, I went to the editor, Mr. Nanpuriya's chamber." And there he said, "Oh, you are a youngster. 
who sent you to the world? The same question that Loni had asked. I said, Nansa, <laughs> said, you have done a good job. I have, uh, it's a very good report. And uh, I have instructed the uh, uh, authorities to send a card to your residence every day at six in the morning. You go to the war, any border you want, but don't be too adventurous. Be cautious. If, because if anything happens to you, I will, the office will not be held responsible. Hmm. So I started going to various parts of the border um, uh, almost every day. And it was around that time that I came to know that the Pakistanis were cornered by the Mukti Jodhas uh, in Jasor, Jasor town. Uh, they, had been, uh, they were being pushed back into the cantonment. Uh, I, I, I didn't took the Benapol route. I went uh, to Jasor via uh, Shatkhira. And uh, they went to Jasor, saw for the first time the kind of genocide that the military was indulging in. Piles of dead bodies were there in water bodies, uh, still losing blood, uh, you know, and a and, and lot of destruction. Um, the uh, Mukti Jodhas had fought valiantly. All, all, lots of military trucks of the Pakistan military were set on fire. And uh, lots of dead bodies of the Pakistan military were also lying on the road and inside those uh, trucks. Uh, I went around the town for about um, three hours, saw the, uh, tried, tried to gauge the mood of the people, came back uh, and uh, uh, wrote a very descriptive, uh, along with um, uh, 10, 12 pictures of the battlefront, Jasur battlefront. And it made headlines the next day. My greatest satisfaction was that Bhupesh Babu, the same report was published in Delhi edition of the Statesman also. Bhupesh Babu had read it, so also Sukhma Chakrabarti, they called me up in the office and said, you have done a very good job. In fact, uh, we have read your report and I have forwarded uh, it to the Prime Minister. Uh, I think she must have read it by now. Uh, keep up the good job. That was my greatest satisfaction. That's how my love affair started. And it continued right up to 17 December when the Park military surrendered at Khulna. Okay. Okay. And this this was the report that uh, kind of put it out there, even in the international media, right? That led to follow-ups from the international media. Yes, yes. Because uh, reading that report, Peter Hazelhurst was the London Times correspondent based in Delhi, South Asia. He was covering the whole of South Asia. He came rushing to Calcutta, met me and said that I want to, wherever you go, I want to go with you. I said... Uh, uh, I I can't um, uh, you know promise you that, but uh, you are welcome. I'll, I'll take you wherever you want to go, um, um, provided you don't um, uh, you know follow my instructions, my instincts. Um, uh, so uh, that's how it started, and the international press started converging on Calcutta. Okay. The good thing about your book, I mean, other books are also are also coming out this year. I mean, there's Chandra Shekhar Das Gupta's India-Bangladesh Liberation War. And that has also just come out a couple of weeks ago. But I was thinking that what is interesting about your book is because you were there and you were, it's not just on a policy level or, you know, just the official channels, but as a working journalist uh, and your experience on the field and the... Uh, and the relationships that you built with uh, people, you know, a, a, who were very much a part of the liberation war, the Mukti Baini and the, you know, and also on the Indian side, the BSF and all your sources, you brought that all together, uh, you know, in a... Uh, in a way that readers can understand, readers of other generations who, you know, you know, maybe were not who were just born uh, when the liberation war happened, and much younger who are you for whom 
This is just a page in history. You brought it alive. So was that difficult? No, not at all. Not at all. In fact, I I had maintained notes. I had kept them apart, set them apart. I had a plan to write a book, and um, uh, and I wanted to coincide it. Uh, I wanted its publication to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Bangladesh's birth. So I had done my homework in the meantime, and um, the, I think the best part of my effort is that it came straight from you know it was a first-hand experience. First-hand experience, no research work, nothing of the kind, no, not much of archival papers. Uh, all the details, all the leaders I knew uh, firsthand, uh, all the sector commanders of the Mukti Bahini. Uh, I mentioned about also General Lieutenant B N Sarkar, who was part of the uh, policy planning uh, team of the uh, Army headquarters uh, in South Block. So I have mentioned all that in detail. I've, uh, what makes my, my book more authentic is that you know I have <coughs> lots of <coughs> lots of pictures are there of my coverage yes. from various battlefronts. Uh, so so that gives uh, more authenticity that what I did and uh, uh, and how I did it. Yes, and also your relationships with all these people. I mean, because you have conversations with them, and it's kind of uh, documented with reports as well. So it's very on ground. So I found that really interesting as a reporter's no, uh, what, helped, what helped me most, what helped me most, um, uh, Mr. Narayanan, was that statesman was the paper in those days. And uh, whatever the statesman published was taken as gospel truth. And uh, uh, the Bangladesh leadership, especially Tajuddin Ahmed, used to read the paper, statesman paper, first in the thing, first thing in the morning. And... Uh, that's how I got called after my Pabna coverage. Um, uh, I, there is a, you know, this there is a chapter on how I crossed the Padma. River, yes. Uh, Padma. And yes. Uh, after reading my report on Pabna, he called me to his uh, Theatre Road residence, come office, and uh, asked me, you know, from various angles, what was the mood of the people? How were they serious in pursuing the liberation war and whatnot? So uh, I was on very excellent terms with the uh, leadership of the Bangladesh government. And uh, that helped me a great deal to get an insight into what was happening inside the party also. Inside the mm -hmm. party also, because the party was uh, very much divided. There yeah. was a section which wanted to make up with, I have made mention, uh, which yes. wanted to make up uh, uh, with Pakistan and keep Pakistan intact. Yes. Um, I have I have dealt it uh, uh, as a uh, as, uh, you know at great length, yes. and which gives which gives a different dimension to the book. Uh. Yes, all the internal politics in which I mean now people are not aware of unless they you know they really uh, they. I don't know, unless they were the real Bangladesh uh, aficionados, few people know about all these ins and outs that happened and all the uh, uh, struggles for power within uh, uh, within the uh, within the leadership, right? No, the thing was, there was a strong section, uh, a sizable section within the Awami League, which wanted to make up with Yaya and, uh, you know, keep Pakistan as one unit. They didn't support uh, what was uh, they had come specifically people like Khundukar Mushtaq uh, and all and a section of the bureaucracy they wanted to make up with the American help 
<clears throat> with the American help, they wanted to you know, reach a compromise solution which, by which Pakistan will uh, remain uh, uh, as one unit. But how you know, would they, be... why, why, no, I can't understand why would they want that when uh, Yaya had killed so many Beng- uh, Bangladeshis, I mean, were Bengalis and had such a racist attitude towards them. I couldn't get, understand why they would want a reconciliation. They were they were absolutely Pakistan. They had a mindset, a Pakistan-oriented mindset. So no, they were Bengalis. Uh, they were all Bengalis. They were all Bengalis. They had a Pakistan-oriented mindset and didn't approve of this Bengali nationalism that uh, Mujib was espousing. That Mujib was espousing. They thought that you know the Muslim Bengalis uh, could not uh, should not be liberated by. Made in India freedom fighters. I have made a mention. I have made yes, a long mention yes. of that. Uh, uh, yeah. They wanted made, made in Bangladesh freedom fighters. So all these kinds of cross currents were there in inside the party, and uh, you're not in the inside the party, but also in the military uh, sector commanders. Uh, let me name Ziaur Rahman was no friend of the Indian Army. He he in fact had told me in August 71 that he did not think much of the Indian Army and. He uh, that Indian Army was scared to take on the Pak military. He said that he had fought the 1965 battle in Punjab sector and found the Indian Army, uh, you know, no great shake. Um, so, so they didn't have a section of the military didn't have much good opinion about the Indian Army. Uh, the, 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 and uh, later on, you know, they all conspired to kill Mujib. Yes. Uh, for, for creating Bangladesh. Uh. Hmm. But, uh, no, what I still can't, you know, I couldn't grasp when I was reading it is how, despite the discrimination they faced, because you also mentioned how, uh, because of the elections, the, the whole thing start. I mean, not started, but one of the great pushes to it was because West Pakistan, the leadership uh, and the military didn't accept, uh, accept um, Mujib's uh, election victory, right? And they so uh, that which is why they denied. Um, I mean, they, which is why Operation Searchlight started and all that, which eventually led to the creation of Bangladesh. So how could they forget that? And the must have been a daily occurrence. The humiliations as Bengalis. You know, they, no, they wanted the you know there was this Muslim identity which was supreme in them. They okay. thought that if if if. Uh, Bengali Muslims got the independence with Indian help, with Indian Hindu help, then, uh, you know, uh, uh, it uh, it would become an appendage of India. It would become a satellite okay. of India. Okay. So okay. that was the mindset. That was the mindset. Okay. 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 Bangladesh, Bangladesh should become a colony of India. That was oh, okay. what they, they what thought they and did. preached. Okay. Okay. So that was also a, a, a strain on the whole thing. Okay. Now I could also, you know, you mentioned this, which now, you know, nobody knows about this. The fact that Bengali Muslims in India were not supportive of Bangla, the idea of Bangladesh as well, which I found yes, fascinating. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> we never uh, think of this. It is true. It is true. Yeah. The leading lights, Muslim leading lights, except a handful. Uh, I have mentioned the names Abu Sayyid Ayub, yes. uh, Rahman. Then uh, there was one very senior, respected judge of the Calcutta High Court, who a uh, handful who supported who supported the liberation work. And uh, among non-Bengali Muslims, it was Kaifi Azmi in Bombay, 
who supported the liberation or otherwise all were either very reticent or 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 were totally hostile or totally hostile they <clears throat> in fact um, the, the congress leadership i mentioned about two ministers in the siddharth shankar's cabinet who uh, used to rail against mrs gandhi said that uh, for breaking up pakistan he said mrs gandhi was doing a very uh, wrong thing and i have mentioned about what nanpuria told me uh, right at the beginning of the uh, book that uh, um, uh, you know he he had uh, rang up he was a good friend of nanpuria and he had told nanpuria that i have told mrs gandhi has india taken contract to restore democracy in india's neighborhood uh, uh, by by supporting awami league and um, sheikh mujib so this was the mindset this was the mindset of the indian muslims and i have uh, cited an instance of the uh, the former cabinet secretary his wife who was in labor pain uh, not being provided shelter by a muslim household yes in, yes in 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 west bengal yes yes and eventually he, uh, his wife gave birth in a cow shed right cow shed yes yes yeah. yes owned by a hindu family which finally gave him shelter yes. okay No, so these no. are these are stories that nobody knows so mm. you know that's I why i wanted to, i wanted to make it more human i wanted yes. to make it more human and uh, uh, more 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 down to earth rather than you know uh, sharmila bose's dead reckoning based on research and uh, you know high fly uh, uh, kinds of claims um, <laughs> uh, i wanted to be a, just a plain reporter still tale of what he had seen and uh, what he had um, uh, experienced i have put it down in straight simple language i have tried to do that yes but i also found it fascinating that people like niraj choudhury and uh, 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 kingsley ames had such a uh, you know visceral sort of negative reaction towards india's support for the liberation war so talk about that why do you think that happened who who who, who you said you mentioned niraj choudhury writing negatively about uh, uh indian oh, niraj choudhury yes yes and also kingsley ms niraj, he niraj niraj choudhury was uh, you know uh, he had been uh, very right from the outset very uh, he was vocal in in opposing uh, uh, bangladesh and mm. uh, and he tended to you know voice uh, the um, um, uh, sentiment of the british press so mm-hmm. he went along with that with that flow with that with that sentiment and um, uh, and he thought very poorly of indian reporters indian journalists he thought i have mentioned about that you know half baked journalists indian journalists indulging in um, uh, yellow journalism we reported about massacre we reported about massacre in chitagong uh, cantonment and huh. kumila cantonment mm-hmm. uh, in chitagong thousand military uh, recruits were uh, slaughtered and yes. in uh, and hundreds were slaughtered in kumila cantonment uh, which the, uh, the british press found incredible they said it can't be they can't kill brother officers and men uh, of the same army so uh, and they said all kinds of spread all kinds of rumors and um, uh, niraj choudhury um, you know subscribe to this view that indian reporters have no training nothing of the kind they uh, stay within the four walls of their room and uh, manufacture stories um, baseless stories it was 
it was uh, you know uh, uh, this also you know made me take photographers wherever i went to cover take photographers with me and uh, take pictures of the uh, uh, battle that uh, i was covering for the statesman i always carried pictures of mm-hmm. battlefronts okay. from where i was reporting ha huh. huh. you know, one of the most uh, just to make sure that they uh, couldn't dismiss your report reportage right the the photography i think that worked huh. so huh. Now, yes 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 yeah now i found the one of the most chilling uh, uh, chilling bits in the book was that whole description of that body where people were dying uh, like bodies were lying about and you know their masses had been killed and dumped into the um, into the lake and the lake had turned red all that you know no that is that is in jessore that is in jessore okay, that is that in jessore because that is in jessore right at the beginning on 30th 30th january uh 30th uh, yes uh, the uh, 30th march 30th march i had gone there and uh, that's my first report on the spot report on the war on the spot inside from inside bangladesh so that was a place called chachor in jessore town um, the, there is a palace in front of that palace there is a big huge water body in which these bodies had been uh, piled up by the military just to uh convey the point that well uh, if you uh, fight against us this will be your fate okay. uh, it was uh, even the photographer he refused to take picture of that he found it so revolt the sight so revolting yeah i i can imagine i mean i just reading it i was uh, uh, i was kind of very shocked just reading it hmm. so i can imagine being there must have been kind of traumatic almost no hmm. Hmm. yeah so it's like the stuff of nightmares really so anyway so now i also uh, wanted you know like I, you have mentioned how uh, uh, there was this belief in uh, west pakistan what was then west pakistan what is now pakistan about the racial i, I found this absurd racial superiority of the punjabis to the bengalis and the, their whole uh, attitude was based on this absolutely no no it was you know they the punjabis always thought bengalis as i have mentioned that kala nata uh, <laughs> short yeah, yeah. black people eating yeah. rice and fish uh, yeah. and they are good for nothing they are good for nothing and that was this the seriously they which, really thought like this they really thought uh, like absolutely. this absolutely absolutely um, uh, and they don't deserve anything good uh, you know they, they don't deserve roads schools colleges universities let them uh, stay as uh, you know as, as uh, poor uh, other half of pakistan so that was the mindset they always they always uh, uh, you know looked down upon bengalis as as substandard and they considered them to be half hindus the bengali oh. muslims were considered by punjabis to be half hindus because their love and mujib was decried upon for being uh, you know his love for tagore his love for the bengali script bengali language and his involvement in the language movement of 52 they always decry, they always considered bengali muslims to be half hindus uh, in fact niazi in his book has said that uh, low lying low people of low lying region of the delta of the bengal delta you know they don't deserve any respect in fact the order that he gave was that uh, uh, anybody found especially the hindus 
they should be killed indiscriminately and their women raped uh, no no questions would be asked i have mentioned all this in my yes, book yes that's why it. you know uh, huh. yeah you've mentioned it in, in fact, the book yeah uh, it's mentioned in the book in fact the pakistan army chief uh, general hamid khan uh, on a visit during 71 used to uh, uh, he made several visits in 71 to east pakistan and during his meeting with soldiers he used to ask him jawan aaj tumne kitne hindu mare aaj tak aap tumne how many hindus have you killed so far and uh, they would give some such exaggerated figures that which would make uh, the pak army chief happy gosh Okay. And, and 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 I have given an instance. Uh, I have given an instance. You know this. The um, uh, core commander of the Eastern Command, fellow called Lieutenant General Raza, mm. uh, in his book, uh, uh, "Foreigner in My Own Country," uh, I have quoted an instance in which he says that uh, Niazi, uh, during one of the staff meetings uh, of his officers, had said, "Be, I will change the nasal. I will change the race of the Bengalis." i'll rape their women and bring out a, a different race not not pure bengali race so that was the approach that was the approach and on hearing that a serving officer major mushtaq i have all these things are mentioned i have chronicled yes. in my book yes. mushtaq he felt so so humiliated that he went to the toilet and shot himself with his service revolver Uh, yes. this has been this has been mentioned by general raza in his book you know, yes i made mention i made a mention of that yes yes so uh, now while you were you know doing your reportage you know why you also mentioned in the book that these you know the the anti hindu sentiment of the pakistani army was not highlighted during that time to keep communal uh, communal tension low right in india at the point yes. so talk about that yes. because now no, we see no, a world, was, you know because now no, we see a world where uh, this the exact opposite kind of sometimes happens uh, you know these uh, atrocities are highlighted and it increases the sort of uh, uh, alienation among communities but at that point you're saying that it was there was a conscious decision not to highlight this right the conscious decision both by mrs gandhi and shitak sankare that that was because india was at that time in was uh, infested with pakistani agents who were hell bent on you know uh, creating a, a kind of a, a communal riots who were hell bent on creating riots in various pockets of india especially in the bordering uh, states of india and india did not want to uh, arouse wanted the liberation war spirit not to be undermined in any way because mujib had made it very clear that he wanted a secular democratic bangladesh and uh, mrs gandhi had supported him because he he, he said that bangladesh will stick to these principles uh, these would be the gov- governing principles of bangladesh and mrs gandhi did not want to undermine uh, uh, mujib's uh, goal he said that if the liberation war has to succeed if there is uh, uh, if there are communal rights in india then uh, you know there will be uh, uh, it will be uh, it will vitiate uh, the atmosphere hindu muslim divide will uh, come out in the open uh, in the bordering states and that will uh, undermine india's effort to help the mukti juddho okay 
Okay. Okay. Now you mentioned in passing about the the uh, the role of the Indian Navy officers, especially its frogmen, in raising and training the highly specialized underwater demolition squads in a matter of weeks has sadly remained unknown and unacknowledged. But actually, just there's a recent book, I think 2019, by Sandeep Unitan. He's a uh, he's with India Today, I think, and he's he wrote it with Captain M N R uh, Samant. Who was who was actually the training? He was a hero. He was a hero. He was a hero. Yes, was a yes, hero. yes, yes. He 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 like General Shahbek Singh is uh, you know is, 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 is revered as a hero in by the Mukti Juddhas. Um, yes. uh, he Savant and there is another. I have made another mention. I forgot to mention. You know, uh, while writing these things, don't come all. Uh, so many things keep crowding your mind. Uh, yes. I made a mention of a fellow called uh, Chiman Singh Yadav. Chiman okay. Singh Yadav. Yeah. He, he, in fact, he, he is a frogman, and he, along with the Mukti Mahini, um, uh, you know, this demolition squad, um, uh, swam uh, swam through the um, uh, river in, in near Khulna on an operation and almost lost his limb, uh, oh. and uh, he's he he got. Also, the highest honor from Bangladesh, um, um, gallantry award from Bangladesh. So, um, the, the role of the navy, the role of the navy has not been, you know, uh, publicized the way the role of the military has got publicity. Uh, is not much known, not much known. Okay. Uh, Savant, of course, he's a hero. He is revered as a hero in Bangladesh by the Mukti Jodhas. Uh, so also Chiman Singh Yadav. Huh. Yeah. So talk about Shabeg Singh and uh, I think uh, somebody else also, right? Uh, the two soldiers who were training, uh, the two Indian Army men who were training uh, Mukti Bhaini soldiers also, and their great role in it. There were about twelve brigadiers. There were about twelve brigadiers, and um, uh, but three were most outstanding. One was Major General Shabeg Singh. Uh, another was Major General Sujan Singh Uban. Uh, who raised those Tibetan Special Frontier Force, okay. um, uh, you know, uh, after the 62 war. And mm. uh, he was put in charge of the Mukti Bahini as well as Mujib Bahini and uh, Brigadier Sun Singh. They, uh, Sun, um, uh, Shavik Singh was so dedicated uh, to, to his, uh, to this liberation cause that he cut off his hair, he cut off his hair and uh, he cut off his hair. He only see. wore. Uh, uh, I have mentioned. I have yes, mentioned in my yes. book. He cut off his hair. Didn't uh, keep any uh, any touch with his family uh, for almost a year. He stopped writing uh, any letter to his family. His family didn't know his whereabouts. Uh, it was only when the war started after fourth or fifth December that he wrote a letter, a uh, um, uh, uh, postcard to his wife, saying that. Uh, I'm all right. I'm okay. And he gave him um, the address of a uh, of a grocery shop in Agartala. He was based <laughs> in Agartala, uh, so that uh, so that his he did not get the letter back, any reply from his wife, which would worry him. So yeah. such was his dedication. He used to sleep, eat <coughs> uh, with the Mukti Jodhas in their camp, uh, share their dreams of, and he used to say, "Don't worry, we will train you." And matter of two weeks, three weeks, they were. You know, converted into absolutely intrepid fighters, guerrilla fighters. Mm. Okay. They are, they are, they are, they are, they are legends among the Mukti Jodhas. They are legends now. They are legends. Okay. okay. 
ओके सो यू आफ्टर द आफ्टर द लिबरेशन यू वर पोस्टेड इन ढाका राइट फॉर फॉर अ व्हाइल सो टॉक अबाउट दैट आई वाज पोस्टेड इन ढाका एंड दैट वाज अ फेज ऑफ रिकंस्ट्रक्शन मुजीब हैड कम बैक एंड ही हैड ही वाज इन चार्ज ऑफ द होल शो बट ही हैड अ वेरी हैरोइंग टाइम because all those pro pak elements in his uh, in his party they they got active and uh, since they did not want to you know needle him they uh, brought this uh, maulana bhashani got him say things the role of the indian army was absolutely uh, impeccable uh, and uh, it never did anything which in any way compromised india's there were some here and there some instances of uh, you know high handed behavior and all but otherwise the indian army had not indulged in any routing any uh, masked rape or or anything of that kind in fact mm-hmm. uh, 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 in fact the tales of valor of the indian soldiers are still recalled by the, uh, by the, those commanders mukti bhai ni commanders who uh, who are uh, not pro pakistani minded Uh, mm-hmm. they are still recalled and and uh, they are highly revered they are highly revered uh, for instance uh, sheikh hasina's government has uh, honored uh, lance naik ek of the guards regiment who fought a heroic battle at ganga sagar and mm-hmm. uh, there were others also uh, uh, his widow was brought to dhaka uh, uh, by the bangladesh government and uh, the honor was conferred uh, Apostles award was conferred on her. Okay. So, uh, okay. the role of the Indian Army has been absolutely exemplary. Okay. Okay. So, what you know, while uh, what what's your relationship now with uh, with with Bangladesh? Because you know, in in the in the forward, Doctor Muntasir Mamun says that you know you you are very popular there. So, you know, talk about that as well. No, the thing is that uh, the. pro pakistan lobby is very strong in bangladesh is very mm. strong don't huh. forget that uh, all those who voted mujib were uh, about 60% of the population of east pakistan 75 million mm. and there were uh, there were uh, 30% who were pro pakistani minded and who did not vote for mujib mm. so that population uh, stayed back stayed back and they did not want to uh, the uh, bangladesh uh, to be independent they did not want they wanted the united pakistan uh, where the they thought that you know hindus will call the shots in uh, if bangladesh comes into being which was absolutely bunkum which was absolutely bunkum so no no i had asked like you uh, you know what is your relationship with with bangladesh now because in in the in the forward you know dr uh, mamoon says that you were very popular there so i just wanted to know you know uh... no 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 i i i manjula i consider myself to be a mukti yodha okay. uh, i consider myself to be a freedom fighter and uh, i'm because i had seen uh, how the battle was fought and won mm-hmm. so i am wholly committed to bangladesh a uh, secular bangladesh um, uh, secular bangladesh a democratic bangladesh and whenever i see that well uh, things are not going the right way i protest i still not protest and i write uh, uh, scathing columns i write scathing columns but there are papers which don't want to uh, use my they find it very 
they find it very you know disturbing that you know i am criticizing people in such strong terms but okay. um, there are papers who have refused my articles on bangladesh saying that uh, i am too critical i am too critical but uh, if if uh, the present government is faltering on certain issues on certain principles and ideals i must point it out and say this is not right this is not right not, not right and this is not what uh, sheikh mujib had fought for and mm-hmm. um, idealized for bangladesh mm-hmm. so uh, i i i i am absolutely uncompromising on that okay another thing you know from your book that which i didn't realize which which with what which your book brought out was the fact that you know people who had come to uh, west bengal after the partition there they were also not very pro bangladesh you you mentioned no, they were indifferent because they still had memories they still had memories of the communal riots okay they had still memories of the communal riots which made them feel that well you know the bengali muslims cannot be trusted so they were victims they have their houses had been looted their properties confiscated um, and and uh, you know uh, uh, taken over by muslim families so they were not very uh, they were quite apathetic to the um, the the, the um, idea of bangladesh okay 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 really i found the book very interesting for all these insights you know which uh, uh, which nobody thinks of now nobody mentions now and what has been the reaction to your book in bangladesh itself uh, it is going there it will be available it's yet to reach there it's yet to reach there because lots of customs uh, things are involved it's reaching there i think it will be uh, for sale there uh, from next to next week Okay, and only in English or will be in Bangla also. Only no, I I am yet to translate it into Bangla. I am yet to translate it into Bangla. It will be uh, Bangla translation will also come out. Okay, great. Okay, I have to say that I really enjoyed reading it. I mean, enjoyed is not a word that one uses for a book on a war, but uh, I found that it was a very um, uh very interesting read because of your journalistic uh, uh you know because of your journalistic. Uh, because of your journalism basically and the reportage and the uh, you know you you put yourself in it so uh, I, and i'm sure other people will also find it very interesting so now now for the readers you, uh, please go out and get bangladesh war report from ground zero by manash ghosh the first international reporter to go into into what was then east pakistan and report on the atrocities that were happening and which eventually led to the creation of bangladesh thank you so much sir for talking to me it was a pleasure talking to you and i am humbled i am humbled by your comments i am humbled by your comments oh so don't say I'm that i am humbled by you. no i am humbled i am humbled okay. <laughs> i am humbled thank, thank you so very much thank you thank you very much bye thank you bye this was a hindustan times production brought to you by hd smartcast HD Smartcast